welcome to Sports Trebuchet, issue 36. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. I'm Josh. And we are back from the dead. Our last episode was our spooky, spooky, scary Halloween episode. Seems like forever ago now. It was three weeks, all right? It was. It has only been three weeks, but it does feel like it's been longer. It does feel a lot. We did have to be resurrected, so. There was, yeah, that's a process in general. (laughs) So on today's slate, we wanted to talk some Premier League. We wanted to talk... Some upcoming SummerSlam. SummerSlam, huh? SummerSlam. Survivor Series. Going to Australia. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the upcoming Survivor Series. And then uh, and then anything else that comes up in between. But we are recording this on November 21st. And we're one day removed from Jose Mourinho being named the new Tottenham manager. Right? It was that Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday he got fired. Pochettino was sacked Tuesday. When I woke up yesterday morning on the Wednesday, Jose was hired. Okay. Yeah. Get his so, name right. It's Jose. So, uh, spell it different. Is he... <laughs> where's he from? Portugal. Okay. Fuck it. The Portuguese. I knew you were going to try. I knew you were going to try and tell him his own name was wrong. No, no, because I called him. That's why I asked, because I figured it was either Brazil or Portugal, yeah, because everything's pronounced Portuguese is weird. Yeah. It's the weird German-Spanish-like clusterfuck of a language. <laughs> yeah, Portuguese is, is weird. Okay, so... The yeah. takeaway from that is that uh, Portu- Portugal, fictional language. It is a fake language. <laughs> funny just, story. They're just hips to Spaniards. Funny, cool. <laughs> funny story. I had... Uh, when I played... I still play Rocket League, but when I moved to PC only, I was playing the Rocket League hockey and yeah. I got, and I signed up for a league, and I didn't have anybody to go or play with, so they had like they just randomly assigned you a team, and I got assigned a team with like three or four other people, and one of the guys was a streamer from Brazil who did not speak almost any English at all, and made Portuguese videos for video game reviews and stuff, and he was a huge Mario uh, and Luigi Mark, and I remember he shared this with, with us his YouTube channel. And I watched some of the videos, and it was entertaining as hell. I had no fucking idea what he was saying. I was just kind of like had like this half smile, and I was like, "Well, I don't know if he's gonna be able to make the team because like we just couldn't come up with any kind of schedule." And he was in like a that would have been Olympics time, I think. So there's still like a lot of turnover in the city, whatever city he was living. Anyway, yeah, probably. So yeah. is it Pochettino? Yeah, Pochettino. Okay. Pinocchio. So Pochettino. Pochettino sounds Pochettino. like Italian joint. Pochettino sounds like the dessert you'd get at like an Olive Garden. Yeah. Like with a, with a, with a, with a coffee and a shit biscuit. <laughs> no, it sounds like something new that Starbucks might put out. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 With your grande. Uh, you're going to have Pochettino. Pochettino. Get a Pochettino with your... Bring in the holidays with a fresh Pochettino. So... Yeah. Pochettino is sacked. All right, so... <laughs> In 20 <laughs> words, what does that team look like? Because the only time I ever saw Spurs was when they played Brighton. So I don't know if that was a indicative of their like style. So, I mean, the Spurs of, of Pochettino was always pretty free-flowing, expansive football, like pretty nice to watch. They weren't as like magical as watching, you know, like Man City and Liverpool. I'm sorry, also. you've gone over 20 words. Thank you. No, it's okay. It, it's, <laughs> it, it, was only, it was only to segue into... I never got to really experience Mourinho either because he got fired so early on uh, two years ago now. Or was it last last year? 11 months ago. Yeah. And I don't know what his stick was except you telling me 
Yeah, third year, it always blows up in his face. Like, it's just, it's a spit. Yeah, it was weird. So, like, Jose's, like, a weird guy because he has had such, like, a different... Like, his journey has been really sad. Like, he started out as this young guy that came in. Like, he wasn't much of a player. He did play in Portugal, but he wasn't much of a player. Um, and then he went on to be a coach for Benfica. And then they sacked their manager, and they asked Jose to be the manager of Benfica. He said yes. He did pretty well. Um, but he battered Sporting Lisbon, I think it was. And, like, Sporting at the time were, like, the biggest team in Portugal. Um, and he then went to them and was like, look, I've been with you five, six months. I've just hammered Sporting Lisbon, like, 4 nothing. I want a contract extension beyond this year. And they said, no, fuck off. So he resigned and went to a much smaller Portuguese team called, uh, like, Uniao Deleria, like, whatever that is. Um, but they were a Portuguese Premier League team, and he made them a top four Portuguese Premier League team. It's like the equivalent of taking Bournemouth and making them a top six right. side year on year. Um, How long ago was this? Is this early 2000s? This was, like, mid-2000s. Okay. Well, yeah, early 2000s, like 2002, 2003. Then he got the job at Porto, and that was what, like, skyrocketed him, skyrocketed him towards the Premier League. So, like, Porto, or, like, anyone in the Portuguese League, you don't really see them, like, go much further than, like, the quarterfinals, maybe, of the Champions League or anything like that. He took over Porto, turned them into an absolute monster of a team. They dominated Portugal. They won the European Cup, or, like, the Europa League in his first year. Went on to uh, play in the Champions League the year after. Won that. Jesus. With Porto, and then went on, and then went to Chelsea in two thousand. And there were still like a lot of really stacked English teams in that time <sighs> too, right? Real Madrid, like that was like towards the end of like the Galacticos era. Like that was towards the end of like your Ronaldo. Oh, the islands, like Ronaldo's, <laughs> Beckham's, Kaka, like feed, like he had they like they put ah, together Kaka. like <laughs> Zidane, like they had like the. Like, they were all a lot older at that point, but, like, they were, st- like, stacked beyond belief. Was he so, doing it with nobodies at Porto? Pretty much. I've not looked at their squad. It'd be interesting to look at where they all ended up. But um, then he went to Chelsea, and that was when he was great. He came in, and he goes, I've got the quote here, actually. He goes, uh, he talks about the fact that he has a great team, and he believes he has a great manager. Talking about himself. And he says... Please don't call me arrogant, but I'm a European champion, and I think I am a special one. <laughs> he was a true legend. He was great. He was so charismatic. He took them, like, he won three Premier Leagues with them. Like, he turned them into the team that Abramovich wanted them to be when he bought them for the billions, right? Like, he's the first time that they turned into the team he did. The Russians wanted them to be. Was they were they did that cement them in the top six? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Before that, they'd spent a lot of money for like a year or two, but they were like only there or thereabouts. Like, but Jose turned them into Premier League champions year after year after year. <coughs> um, During the Drogba years too. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that was like Drogba, Makaleli, John Terry, Frank Lampard. Like these are all the players he brought in and brought up to like be these like major stars. So he was great. Then he went, uh, and then once he left Chelsea after a couple of years, it started to fall apart a little bit. There was a lot of player power involved, which is what Pochettino has suffered from, player power. Like, that's why he got fired. So 
He then went to, I don't know what order he went in, but he went to Real Madrid, he went to Inter Milan, uh, he went to, no, I think that's about it actually, he went to Inter Milan and Real Madrid. He won Serie A twice, he won La Liga, um, everywhere he's gone, he's won trophies, like, absolutely. Do you want to hear the FC Porto squad? It was 03-04. Yes. Okay, so they finished first in the Premier League, which I'm assuming is the Portuguese League. Yep. Champions League winners. Uh, another the Portu- There's a Porto. The Taka. Yeah, thank you. They're runners <laughs> up. Oh, man. I did, that C with the squiggly line. I don't know how you pronounce it either, but I, I always just say Taka. Super Taka, yeah. Uh, UEFA Super Cup runners up, and then the Super Taka Candido de Oliveira. They were winners. Super Tacos. Yeah. They had Mario Silva, Benny McCarthy, Bruno Mores, Pedro Mendes. Benny McCarthy, who went on to play for Blackburn Rovers. That's all. That's Benny the McCarthy was their leading goal scorer that year with 20 goals. That's what you need to know about. Kind of yeah, uh, <laughs> Nuno was. Was I guess, Blackburn the, up in the in the Premier League though? Yes. At that point? Bruno yeah. Valle, Ricardo Carvalho, Ricardo Costa. Ricardo Carvalho, I think he was. Yeah, gone. All, almost all nationals too. It looks like there was maybe three or four non-Portuguese. A couple like Brazilian guys like Derley. There was an Edgaris Junkoskis. I'm nailing his name. You are. What a, what a great. Sergio Conceit. Konsechow, <laughs> Dimitri Alanechev, Cesar Peixoto. Cesaro? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't recognize... Superman. I don't recognize... No wonder they are so good. <laughs> but he was, he was an absolute beast. Um, lost his way a little bit at Real Madrid because the Spanish press are somehow the only place more toxic than the English press when it comes to football. Uh, they pretty much drove him out of Madrid. Madrid fans hated him anyway. Not really sure why. Went back to Man United. Well, we all got to Chelsea for a little bit, for like a year. Didn't go fantastic. Or did he go fantastic? Can't remember. He had one year. Man, I'm wondering if he won it. But then he went to Man United and he went to shit. Everybody yeah, blamed Chelsea, Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Chelsea for 13, 14, 15, and then Manchester United. Everybody blamed Jose for Man United's failings. Um, and he was like this depressed old man that like sucked. Because he was like, he was just <coughs> not, like, he just, it looked like he hated everything. And like everybody wanted him to leave because it just clearly wasn't healthy for him. Um, so he left. He took 11 months out before coming back. From all accounts, I guess he's uh, looked very much like his old self as opposed to his. The one that left 11 months ago, he looked a lot happier and a lot chiller. So hopefully that'll work out. And the fact is, Manchester United, uh, they are a much bigger problem than anyone can fix on a management level. They are far further up in their organization. They're a problem. That wasn't Mourinho's fault. It's, it's, so it's a, it's, a, it's a viral infection. It's not like just... What is it you say? You you won't support the Cowboys as long as Jerry Jones is there, right? That is the same thing. Ed Woodward and the whoever else is in charge there. No one really knows exactly who else other than him is there. United will never be what they were ten years ago, as long as they're still in charge. Without someone else coming in, yeah. I saw him put a quote out, or he I saw him quote a journalist presser that he said like he knows he he knows he's made a lot of mistakes, but he's here. Not to make those mistakes, but to make new ones or whatever, which seemed like a really uh, 
a really introspective look on yourself on the face. Like, like it's a very, like it's a pretty humble thing to say. Of just like, cool, I know I'm gonna fuck up. I fucked up before, and I plan on fucking up again. But also still being like, I'm gonna do my thing. <laughs> like, I guess it's gonna be new and different fuck ups for you. Yeah, and it's gonna be a different style of play for them for sure. Because he he has always prided himself on defending first. Like, if you're tight at the back you win games kind of thing. Like, if you don't concede, odds are you win. Right. And he's played that kind of football since forever. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does at Spurs because that's been one of Spurs' biggest problems in, since I can ever remember. Like, they've always been a bit weak or a bit flimsy at the back. And there's a lot of players that don't suit Mourinho's style whatsoever in that defensive area. I was going to suggest, what, what, who do you think who do you think Stark on that team goes up the highest with him and who goes the lowest. He always wanted to sign Eric Dyer, even though I don't like Eric Dyer. He always wanted to sign him for Man United, for Chelsea, everyone. Couldn't get him. No, he's got So he's got a chance, he's got a big chance of resurrecting his career. Uh, Serge Aurier, Sergei Aurier, whatever the hell his name is, um, right back, his stock sinks beyond belief because... Jose is a fan of, like, defend first, attack second. Don't make mistakes. I'd rather you not be able to attack at all and be sound at the back as opposed to being able to do both. And Aurier is the absolute perfect thing to be the opposite. Like, he is just, like, he is so bad at the back. Like, he is just done. He will be gone by January, I think. (laughs) Despite Jose saying he is not going to buy anyone in January, he's a liar. He's, he's at least going to buy one because he's got to get rid of Aurea because he's so out of his depth in that team. What about the, the weird rumor that I heard earlier with uh, apparently Mourinho going after uh, Zlatan, possibly, to bring him in? Like, <laughs> the idea of him and Harry Kane up front. It's a lot of hype. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, is that a lot of players just, like, outright down tools for Pochettino, right? Like, they just stop playing. Like, the fact that Brighton were able to comfortably dismantle them 3 nothing yeah. at home, like, it shouldn't happen. Like, it doesn't matter how much of a masterclass Potter put on in terms of knowing who to play and how to play them where. Like, he did the same against Everton and they scored twice. Like, you can't... It just showed that they just... They're down tools. They weren't, they weren't playing for Pochettino. They weren't that interested... And it showed when we ripped them to shreds. After back-to-back, it's third-place finishes, right? Didn't they finish third two years in a row? And a trip to the Champions League finals. They're in the Champions League. The team that we dismantled 3-0 a month ago is very much similar to the team that was in the Champions League final in the summer. Like, that goes to show how little they... You said in our preview show, too, though, that you thought Spurs had a lot to lose by being involved in the Europe Cup, European Cups, didn't you? Yeah, because they don't have the depth. And Wolves is the other one that we were saying in that preview show that, like, I had a big feeling that they were going to suffer, and I've been saying it every year. And sure as shit, like, you look at the table now, like, Wolves are not a top eight team that they were supposed to be. Yeah. Like, they're comfortably in the bottom half. And, like, prior to, like, two weeks ago, they were, like, rock bottom in the bottom three with everybody else. Like, they were really bad. Hanging out with Watford. Yeah. <sighs> so, like, they're lucky. Um, but Spurs haven't won Cups. Spurs haven't won competitions. That's been their big thing. That's the knock on them, right? That's, That's the joke, isn't it? The yeah. trophy case or whatever. They're the Eagles of Premier League. And Jose wins Until Cups. The Eagles. Jose wins Cups. Jose wins competitions. 
if they want to just at least have something in their trophy case, even if they know it's a three-year thing before detonation happens, like, and it really happens again, like, if all they want is that three years of winning competitions that made the perfect appointment. Because so, Jose will win them something. So they're 14th now in the table. Yep. Where do you think they finish? Well, what would be... With... with I guess the table's such a cluster. Well, it was yeah. that was something I was going to bring up today. Like, it's like just talk about a couple of people in their positions and how fucked up the table is this year. Yeah, if they <laughs> if, if they win, they're well, they're three points away from being in a tie for fifth. Yeah, <laughs> from fifth place from to, to like seventeenth or something like that. It's there's no there's like one one win and a draw. Yeah, Sheffield's fifth at seventeen, which and, is wild. Yeah, and uh, and Villa is. Uh, Villa did it right that time. You did. Hey, eleven points in seventeen. Yeah. So, like a win and a draw on one of them, and two losses, and they're like that's they're, they're, they're next to each other in the table. Does this season more exciting for you? Not because of Brighton being better, but because it is that there's that little movement, or that much movement, and that little padding between. <laughs> the top five or the top even in the top eight to the bottom eight it's there's not like a no man's land in between you can make swift moves up and down at this point in the season when I if I was a neutral I would say yes but knowing that so regularly a lot of, a lot of people say and I said it last year and I'm sure Kyle will be probably saying it by February we just need three teams to be worse than us and we'll be fine so I'm already saying that right now the problem is <laughs> is this doesn't look like that does it like it looks like you really could be caught on a one one unlucky result is enough to change you by eight positions and like. So I guess that, that'd be my next question. Do you think that the league is getting stronger throughout, or that it's gotten weaker throughout? I think due to the due to the uh, the top six being so kind of in a weird spot right now. I think it's definitely gotten weaker, and I think that's evident by the top group of teams like Liverpool are so far ahead of everybody else because they haven't regressed yeah. Manchester City have because they've lost Laporte they've lost a couple of their top players like Edison's hurt like they, they, they're they losing their top players that drove them to the team that they were over the last year and a half and they've lost them and like now you're seeing it and then you've also got the point of Chelsea have a transfer ban so they're having to use their young players Tottenham down tools on Pochettino Manchester United are still a shit show because they're Manchester United. Like, and then you've got teams like Leicester that are in second place right now. Like, Brendan Rodgers has taken over that team and got them playing Brendan football. And I wouldn't be surprised if I would get I'll almost put my house on the finishing top four this year. If you had to choose and knowing your choice would happen, Potter or Pochettino? To Brighton. For the next three years. Pochettino. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pochettino is one of the top five managers in the whole world. What they what they did Shaq and Pochettino is just beyond me. Especially timing. Yeah, the yeah, timing. That's something else that we were talking about. Why would, why would you do that coming off of the international break? Yeah. It's insanity. Right, instead of right leading up to it. The so first day, the day... That you everybody Sunday. goes on, yeah. The <laughs> day that you go on, uh, on on international breaks, so you can get somebody in there, and you know, get yeah, yeah, get somebody in there and just 
and ha- let them start getting their system in place, get get their coaches in, get, you know, what yeah. they need, because they fired the entire staff. And it's, it's one thing, right, to say, like, well, you were on the bandwagon of getting shooting out after three years of great stuff and six months of shit, but he had a track record before it. So, of of so losing he, of the, eventually he, the, it was the circle of life was repeating itself it had happened with Norwich beforehand and we'd seen it happen exactly the same like when I was doing that show right near the end of the season last year like it was we were on the exact same amount of games played points won ones losses and draws do you remember that yeah. like it was that similar that Norwich in, in his final year and Brighton in their final year were the same Poch doesn't have that Poch has had nothing but success. And if he's had bad runs, he's always turned it around. So there's no... But Daniel Levy, who is like a Spurs owner, is a fucking idiot. He's, he does this all the time. Harry Redknapp was their manager at one point, and he took them to fourth. And no one thought they would be anywhere near fourth that year. Took them to fourth, and like an FA Cup final or something. They sacked him in the following October because he'd lost like four on the bounce. So, <laughs> okay, so same question. Potter for five years or Mourinho for three? Potter. We ain't in a place where we can afford the fallout from Mourinho. Okay, that's, after what, this that's what I was looking year. for. We can afford, like, lots of the top six can afford a fallout from Mourinho after year three because they're just so massive and they can bring in someone who can change it around so fast. Yeah. But, like, those smaller teams, and you see it, like, if Eddie Howe left Bournemouth tomorrow, like the legacy he left would fall to shit, I think. Because Charlton Athletic, who are like in the, I think they're in the championship now, but they've been like, probably since you can remember, they've been a bang average like championship league one side. Yeah. Charlton. I've, I mean, I've, I've heard of them, but that's literally. So under Alan Kirbishley, who was with their manager for like eight, nine, maybe more years, he was their manager and they were in the Premier League side. They've been a Premier League side all the way through under Kirbishley. Kirbishley left, and two years later they were relegated and they've never come back. So, anybody that's listening that is interested in following, I guess, a team like Brighton, Together BHA is Josh's podcast for those who might not know at this point. And I didn't ask you the same questions, Kyle, because I figured it'd be a yes for both of them. Would you take Mourinho and Pochettino? I don't know if I'd take PK? Mourinho because I think that that would. That would is it because he's a poison chalice? Like everybody kind of at this point, like everyone just thinks. I it's think that be- if, much like this with the fallout, I think that, that Wofford's in a, in a position right now that they could not deal with that fallout and it would probably end up with them getting relegated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would, right. Yeah. So what, what, it would, what it would benefit Watford potentially for two years and then what was left afterwards? The it, would, it would probably be the best two years of your life as a Watford fan. But it would it would welcome the next ten years of mediocrity and suffering. So he's like, like so it sounds like he's uh, a little bit um, he's like meth, but in a managerial <laughs> aspect. Except, except, okay, yes, except teams like Brighton and Watford end up homeless, and teams like Manchester United and Chelsea can go to an expert rehab over the summer and be fixed next gotcha. to the next yeah, year. Gotcha. Okay, so it's, <laughs> right, it's, yeah, it's the difference between an LA meth head and. Or uh, like Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood method. Yeah, Hollywood method versus, yeah. versus no, like yeah. a Lincoln, uh, 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 a Hickory, North Carolina method. Yes, I, I would love Pochettino, uh, especially with his 
with, with youth, with you know what what he does with that with that kind of talent, you know, and with the guys that are going to be coming in, like uh, Joao Pedro. I mean, he's been cleared to come over now in, in January. And uh, and Cucho to have him in Pochettino's hands. Yeah, let, let let him develop. You know, at that point, um, I don't think that Kike is the answer right now, and I would not be surprised if we have a third manager by by uh, the start of the season, start of the year. Um, but I, I, we did finally get our first win. That's fun. You're eighteenth. That win moved us up to eighteen. Um, <laughs> and uh, what are we sitting at? Eight points. Eight points, Southampton's at 19 with eight points, and Norwich is at seven points and last. And, um, and you're three points out of 17. Exactly. Who's 17? Newcastle? Villa. Villa. So, I mean, that's the that's been the one saving grace because of this giant big middle that's happening in the, tu- in, in, the, uh, in the table right now, is that Watford, even though they did not win a game until November... They're not so buried. They're not out of it because they're only three points behind seventeenth. Yeah, you have a you have a good Christmas and you're sat in eleventh and thinking, "Oh, what a rough start that was." Yeah, and then maybe Kike <laughs> saved at that point. Yes, yeah. uh, but I, I, Kike's done some weird shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like looking at the formations, it, clearly he's going in for a defense first. They've been much better defensively uh, under Kike than they were under under Garcia, but the. <laughs> the scoring drive has really taken a toll, and it's it also hasn't helped that we haven't had a real striker like all year. Dini's been out. Now your last results in league, you scored two, one, none, one, none, 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 two. That was Arsenal. Well, did when did Kiki come in after or before Man City? Was it just after? I think it was just no, it was just before. It might have been just before. It was. I think it was his first game, wasn't it, against Man City? I think so, so, yeah. It was, yeah. Um, Brutal. Oh, but it was just, it was one of those, it's one of those things that, like, it's just weird looking at a formation where, you, yeah, you got your five defenders in the back, but then up front you don't have a striker. You're putting De La Feu and, uh, and Pereira up there, or De La Feu and Hughes. Um the fact that Sar hasn't really seen the pitch, and you spent thirty two million on him over the summer. That's crazy. Well, he was trying to fit into one system, and now he's trying to fit into another system. Yeah, like, like yeah. And I don't moving, know what this system is good for. They keep moving the goalposts on him. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's not even on the bench though. Like he, they don't even have him as an active player. I, I, there may have been some some injury. Kind of like working back, trying to get his legs underneath him after after the Afcon, and then the um, and then any kind of international play because he's still playing for Nigeria. But Nigeria it, won the Afcon, didn't they? They were in the finals. Okay, that's yeah. They were in the late. Um, but I, I'd I'd like to see him get out there at some point, uh, just to see if just to see what he looks like against Premier League talent. Um, yeah, just to see if he looks lost or yeah, not. Like, yeah, see if it was a good investment or not. Uh, but it might be one of those things that we don't see him until next year. Uh, so I have a question for you. Go for it. Because I had it on the list anyway. So say Christmas comes and goes, we're sat here on New Year, and you're not much better off, you're still in amongst the big relegation fight. How do you make Watford better in the January window? 
Say you've got two players you can sign, realistic players that you can sign. What positions are you wanting to fill? Or are you wanting Kike to fill to be able to give you that best opportunity to stay on? Obviously, um, if people get injured, shit happens. But like yeah. on paper, you can sign two. Who are you looking to get in? Um, I think number one, I'd like to get a reliable striker. And I think that's something that anybody who's... Everybody has wanted for a while. But I, I would say... Um, would you take Villa from MLS? David, have you? No, Carlos Villa. Oh, uh, Vela, yeah. The oh, Vela. Uh, Is he playing striker now? Yeah, he... Like, Is he? Yeah, he was weird. A he was always a winger in Europe. That's why I Every asked. time I always see him, uh, he might still be a winger in MLS, but he's the way MLS runs, yeah, I mean, he's always <laughs> in the box. Uh, he's... Uh, I can't even think of somebody that would be, like, available at that point, you know, because a, a reliable striker is... I mean, they're like gold dust, right? Yeah. Like, we've watched, like, they bought, like, Villa bought Wesley, hoping he would be the reliable striker. He's been okay. Uh, for, tw- for 20 million we brought in Andre Gray for 18 a couple of years ago yep. and he's been bang average Vela scored low average really Vela Joe scored Linton. 36 goals in 33 games Jesus Joe Linton Newcastle mm-hmm. 40 million bust Sebastian Haller West Ham 40 plus million bang average Brighton Neil Mopai probably one of the best of the group in terms of sheer goal scoring and he's not Door of trees. Yeah. So like getting a reliable goal scorer is so hard. Timo Puki. Yeah. Like everybody thought he was the fucking bees and ears for the first two games. He hasn't scored ever since. Like. Yeah, I. It's hard. I, I I don't know where to look for that. Um. Uh, why am I blanking on the dude's name? Um, Defoe maybe. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. God, he's old as hell as well. Don't old care. As the hills. Don't care. You know, is he I, even playing still? I think so. Well, yeah, he does. He plays for Rangers in the Scottish Premier League. Huh. Maybe bring in somebody like that, 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 like a like a like a really short term fix. Something just so, someone who knows where the net is. Yeah, just somebody <laughs> up front and and get Dean back at that point, so you could possibly pair them together. And then uh, you gotta look somewhere on the back line. Uh, Dawson's been better. Um, Cabaselli has been actually pretty good. Uh, I might say something about look at right back again because Kiko Femini is nowhere to be seen at this point because he's playing like an idiot. Uh, so they've been going. They've been going with Yanmat, and he's fine. But and, yeah, he's a he's a bottom six right back. Yeah, he's maybe a new right back. Uh, Foster's been playing really well. They put together some clean sheets. I mean, they're really they've been adopting that defensive football mentality, and it's probably something they needed to do after being a fucking sieve for the first yeah. month and a half of the year. Uh, so I don't know. I I think I think it's this is a slog it out. Just get to seventeen year. Bella led the league in goals and assists and shots taken. He completely dominated at LAFC. Well, there's also, you know, MLS and going over to yeah. Premier League. One thing that I, speaking of American players, 
Pulisic has looked pretty damn good. Yeah. That's good for the U.S. right there. Yeah, Pulisic, Christian, whatever his fucking name is, he's backed a couple of goals over the last couple of games. He had a hat trick a couple of games ago. He yeah, hat trick. Well, that was his first goal in the Premier League. Yeah, too. He's yeah but since then he's scored in like every game. Yeah, he's been good. He's is he coming on as a sub, or is he, he used to be? He started. started now. Nice. Started him, Chelsea. So him, Mason Mount, and someone else are a front three behind Tammy Abraham. So you've got Pulisic, Mason Mount, someone else, and then Tammy Abraham on top, and like. They're scoring goals. Well, you've seen it. You watch Brighton play them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are. They, are they look fucking good. electric as hell whenever they have the ball. Um, and kind of on an international uh, like little run, I did watch a little bit of the U.S. and the uh, the new CONCACAF Nations Cup that they're doing. What does that give you? Qualification for the World Cup? Or? Um, I think, yeah, that's, that's part of it, I think. The winner of it gets that. But it's, uh, it's, it's like the Euro. Oh, okay. It's, it's like the Euro Cup. Uh, the, so the first time that they've ever done it, uh, U.S. just made it out of the the um, group stage. They got beat by Canada in one of the matches, but they dominated. Uh, they beat Canada four one after that, and then beat Cuba seven seven zero, and then beat Cuba again four four zero. And they're not playing with all their top players, uh, but Josh Sargent's gotten some play. Jordan Morris actually looks like a he's been probably the most unformed, but something that came out of it that was kind of surprising is that there was a dual national kid. He's 18 or 19. His name is uh, Serginho Dest. He had to make a decision between the U.S. or uh, the Netherlands, and he chose the U.S. as a right back. And that's been a problem position for the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's a kid that could do something. I think he already yeah. plays... I think he already plays in the... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Serginho Dest. Dest is D-E-S-T. D-E-S-T. Got him. It feels like the trap with American... Like, especially American soccer players. Like, if you look at it, like a, a Norway team, all the names look Norwegian. Mm-hmm. But when you look at an American team, it's just like, well, who fucking... It's a hodgepodge. Because it's just shit. everything, right? It's just like, okay, cool. You got a little bit of Latin America. You got some Dutch. You got some... Back in the day, you used to have like Onyewu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, plays for uh, Ajax. Yes, that's right. He oh, plays shit. for Ajax, yeah. He's an Ajax youth product, too, all the way through. Yeah, and I think he's actually getting play right now uh, for their for their top team. Yeah, he has made 10 appearances so far this year. Um so I think that's a that's a pretty nice get for the U.S. That how old is he? Nineteen, eighteen. Uh, he is nineteen. His uh, his his international future is so funny. He was born in the Netherlands to a Dutch mother and a Surinamese American father, <laughs> and he chose to represent the U.S. Obviously, Suriname is never going to be in the conversation, <laughs> so right. he had to pick between the Dutch or the U.S. But that cracks But Suriname is a, is a Dutch uh, colony, aren't they? Don't know. I think they are in South America. I mean, it just cracks the yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, how crazy though that like he's like, which continent do I want to uh, do I want to South America, <laughs> South America, or Europe? Yeah. So I, I, I thought that was pretty cool seeing the seeing that come through. So now since he's got a he's got a cap for the U.S. Now he's a U.S. player. Do you want Josh to do some of those questions and? 
Kyle, you can pull up some of the not SummerSlam but Survivor Series. Yeah, stuff. Well, we can pull up some Summer, SummerSlam stuff. Let's from last let's year let's, too. let's, uh, let's pick let's... SummerSlam 2020. <laughs> yeah. Also, big shout out to Finland in big football news this week. Uh, Finland have qualified for their first ever major tournament this week. They have never qualified for a European Championship or a World Cup before this week, and they qualified for the Euros this week. Nice. Yep. That leaves just the Faroe Islands in Scandinavia unable to qualify for any major tournament. Now, is Timo Puhi a Finnish player? He is. Nice, there we go. I'm going to ask a dumb question. No such thing as a dumb question. Oh, you'll be the judge of that. Yeah, you will be. Um, Kind of tying it back to our geography lesson. So I know that there's like that like that big dick over Europe, right? <laughs> what a wonderful way of It looks like a strong, right? You know what I'm talking about? Though. Yeah, a couple of Scandinavia. Yeah. <laughs> so Scandinavia. Sweden on when you're looking at it, the left. Okay, are you saying Sweden closer to Russia or closer to Closer to England. Okay. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, I think so. And then Denmark's below it. Denmark is more attached to mainland. Yes. Europe. Closer to the channel. Or it's like the hand that's trying to reach. So, the yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's the, it's the it's, it's the other tip that's trying to. Yeah. Um, and then on the right side is that Finland. So Denmark is way below Sweden. I just mapped it. Um, Does it go Sweden, Norway, Finland? It goes or Sweden, Finland, Norway. So you have like you have Denmark. Like, way off. Like, Denmark is just above Germany. And then you have, like, the whole new piece of land for Scandinavia. And on the left, closest to England, you have Norway. Okay. Then you have Sweden as the middle baby. And then you have Finland Finland on the right. Okay, so Finland's way over by where Russia is. Which makes sense, because Finland and Russia had, like, a bit of a bit. Yeah, okay, that's that's what I... I, Because I knew that it was in that area, and I always got mixed up on which one. That's that, that part of the... Of, like I know it's those three, yeah. and I always mix up. Honestly, in Europa Universalis, the map was never like you never showed all of it, and I never traveled north enough to ever really see. It's Finland. Cold, so cold. It Honestly, was, like Sweden and Finland, I knew Norway and Denmark. I could, I didn't know either. You could have swapped them around, and I would not have. Yeah, for some reason, for a long time, I thought Denmark was like it was the channel, like where where mainland Europe and. Sweden and Norway come down. I thought Denmark was basically the tip. And the Faroe Islands, for your just to round off your Scandinavian adventure, uh, Faroe Islands are right smack bang in between, in like a triangle between Iceland, the UK, and Norway. So in that bunch of sea above Scotland, okay. If you keep going straight up, Iceland. If you look to the right, it's Norway. What's the population right of those islands? What's the population of the Faroe Islands? Not 30 to 50 not. Faroe Islands. <laughs> <laughs> 30 to 50 Faroe Hogs at best. Like they, uh, well, would 30 to 50 Faroe Hogs wipe out that population? I imagine they'd have to if they could do yeah, that. No there's no AR-15s. Yeah, but, yeah, but there's no I roof. Think, I feel like the Faroe Islands probably grow up pretty hardy, though, don't you think? I don't know. What are they importing or exporting? If it's not that big... like. What are they their living population. Stone. Dude, guess their population. A population on their entire island. Can you give me square mileage of their entire, entire island? Yeah, the islands have a total area of about 1,400 square kilometers. 540 square miles. I'm going to say they have a uh, population of about... I'm going to say 1,400. I'm going to say it's more like 15,000. Damn. 
The islands have a total area of about 1,400 square kilometers with a population of 51,783. Wow! Wow, they're on top of each other. They clearly must be. What if there's just nothing but skyscrapers and we just didn't realize? (laughs) It's like like New York City. It's like Wakanda but cold. (laughs) (laughs) Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah. I tried to make it happen and it didn't work. It didn't roll off the tongue. They uh, they have domestic breeds of uh, the pharaoh pony, the pharaoh cow, the pharaoh sheep, the pharaoh's duck, and the pharaoh's goose. Ooh. So where do those geese fly during winter? South. Are they ever home? No. <laughs> I can't imagine they'd ever be home. It's so damn cold. <laughs> the Faroese Parliament uh, dates back to Viking times. It's believed to be one of the oldest parliaments in the world. Currently, it holds 33 members. It is known as the Logting, also known as the Court of Law in English. And they all wear fur. I've, I've, I hope this, so. This conversation is the first time I've ever heard of those islands in my life. The Faroe Islands? I've never heard of the Faroe Islands in my life. That's funny. I've definitely, like, I only heard of them from football, though. Like, we, England, we get draw, drew with the Faroe Islands. Like, <laughs> Poor fucking Faroe Islands. Like, mate, you want to know what their, uh, their soccer record is? It's, it's not fantastic. Can't imagine. <laughs> it's too cold to go out and practice, man. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's the, it's the ice bowl they've got every time they play. They've got too many people. They're playing on a on a shortened field because there's not enough room. In yeah, the it's, like, it's like our half basketball court at work, but yeah. like it's a half soccer pitch because there's not enough land. Yeah. <laughs> they've got a house of fifty thousand. They just must be. That's all they do there is fuck. That must be it. And play futsal. Apparently. What's the top industry? Can you look up that? Is it Pharaoh? Like I'm thinking P H A R R O E. Yeah, what he said. Island's main export. <laughs> it's like it's like. Fun. Well, ninety five percent fishery products, huh? I guess. Uh, Shocker. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, fish and fish products are ninety four percent of their industry. So, if anything is going to ruin their economy, it's going to be global warming where all the fucking fish die and they have no exports left. So, in qualification, European Championship and World Cup record. This is not included in friendlies, right? Obviously, discount friendlies. There's nothing friendly about that. Um, they have played 70 World Cup qualifiers and 74 European Championship qualifiers. So, what, 144 games? Yeah. On a, in an official capacity outside of friendlies. Uh, they have won 13 of them. Jesus. Who are they playing? Moldova? Uh, I would love to know where the 13 <laughs> wins came from. They have conceded 300 and quick maths, quick maths, 386 goals in that time. (laughs) And they have scored 77. (laughs) In 2016, the Faroe Islands had a trade surplus of 1.43 billion. So they're making, if I remember anything from the economics classes that I took, they're making, they're plus 1.43 billion. On fucking salmon. Like, that's <laughs> it. On fish. <laughs> They've obviously got it right. Oh, yeah. Joke's on, joke's on everybody else. <laughs> back, to, back to them just fucking. Do you think that they have, like, the oh, they bang say- canoe? A banging canoe. <laughs> Instead of bang bus? Well. <laughs> that's their porn. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, see where I'm going with You're this? disgusting. Do they Man. even have internet? 
Their other, their other two noteworthy exports are stamps and ships. Stamps, stamps, stamps before ships. So, so somewhere between. It's not good that they're. Is there something in stamps that uses like fish oil or something like that? This is like oh, maybe the stuff that makes yeah. it sticky on the back. Yeah, so maybe that's like they're just like leaning into it. Like, well, we got a few trees. It's it's not good. We got a lot of fish oil. It's not good that their second largest uh, um, export is stamps or, in an age of email. Yeah. <laughs> They are. It is predictably gorgeous, though. Like, look at it. Oh, sure. It's like, good God. It's, it's like fucking watching Death Stranding in real life again. Like, it is ridiculous, dude. Death Stranding did not look beautiful um, to live in. Or you mean, like, from... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have to wear those suits? <laughs> yeah, they have to have babies strapped to your chest? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Most of them just live on the ground. I don't really see many other people in the game. I thought you meant in the Feral Islands. <laughs> I was like, well, everybody lives underground. No wonder they have room for everybody. We need to, bring, we need to get Bobby back in here now. Yeah, we just <laughs> live under the mountains, the Faroe Mountains. All right, let's hit, hit, us, hit us with your questions. Yeah, yeah, we can do some of that. <laughs> After we've gone on a 10-minute diatribe of yeah, the we'll Faroe Islands. Yeah, we'll announce the dates for the live show in Faroe Islands. And uh, at their, that's their currency. It's not even, I can't even find their capital. Uh, in their capital... Oh, do this. Torshavn. <laughs> it's probably just like Torshane, but sounds, it's T. Sounds, sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. It's T O with some kind of accent on it R S H A V N. It sounded like you more just got confused at the end of it with Torshavn. 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 I like the accent attempt too. I don't even know how they speak, but you gave it a go. And I'm happy about it. What do you think they do sound like? Well, they're mostly, uh, they mostly have, like, Danish and Norwegian roots. So oh, you would so think yeah. that they probably speak like the Danish. So go to Minnesota. But they also have one of their main exports, and, in, like, one of their main trade partners is Russian, so I'm wondering if there's no, any... They're, 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 they've got the entirety of Finland. I think they have a whole language. Like, they've got all of Scandinavia in the middle. Go to Minnesota and... and Here we go. I'm just going to listen to... Hello from Torshan, the capital of the Faroese Islands. I'm here with my friend John, and today we're going to give you a little intro into the Faroese language. So it's just American. <laughs> they really do sound like American, don't they? Well, I, I don't know. Go, go to Minnesota. I think that I think that's an American that's traveling. I and agree. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh here. Let me see if I can find this guy talk talking. With Irish, different, unique. Let's start. Okay, John, you ready? So they're speaking English. That was farewell. It was like how to say goodbye, and he says farewell. Like that's not a different. It's not a different language. You know I feel like I was listening to Skyrim. So the official language of the Faroe Islands is Faroese. That's what he was just saying. Yeah. Like and but like, so they don't have goodbye as a word. They just say farewell. It is descended from Old Norse. Uh, Faroese is similar in grammar to, grammar to Icelandic and Old Norse, but closer in pronunciation to Norwegian, which makes sense, right? Because when I was telling you about Iceland, is they only have like fifty-seven thousand registered words in Icelandic, and anything that doesn't have a word, they just make one. They just adopt an English one, or a German one, or a Dutch one. Okay, or yeah, a that Danish makes sense. One. So like. If you don't have the word bellend in Icelandic, they just 
they're like or like the way that you'll have when they're doing the announcing teams for WWE pay-per-views they're just like the Arabic team is just like Survivor Series Seth Rollins in like full American accents they all do a JR impression I had no idea that their main language is Faroese I just assumed it was Danish but fuck me Think your um, favorite grain is Pharaoh? I hope so. So here's a question for you: uh, What actor or actress instantly ruins a movie or program for you? Mm, that's a good one. So I know I can answer my mum's one because while you all think, because I'll never forget, she hates uh, Brian Cranston. Really? She will not. The Breaking she, Bad guy? Yes. I don't know what it is about him, but she cannot watch. Uh, Breaking Bad, like she, she watched the first like two or three episodes, and she thought like I can see why it's fun, and I can see why people like it if it goes the way it's like looking, but I hate this guy so much I can't watch. But she, she also is like an uh, like vigilant. Uh, that's not the right word. She hates New Mexicans, right? You said you came yeah. out of the womb. Your mother, like <laughs> she hates New, New Mexicans. Mexican yeah, she's like I'm cool with the other forty nine, but those New Mexicans can go Man, fuck I hate, off. I hate Albuquerque. Um, Julia Roberts for me. Julia Roberts, and it's probably not her fault. It's probably a fault of the movie she was in, and that my mom was obsessed with them. So those were always on. Like, it was, it was a, like if we watched a movie, it would. A movie that was two years old from and, and put on like TNT or something. It was a Julia Roberts film. I was just like, man. I, I get I get my energy gets pretty low whenever I see Robert Pattinson come on the on the screen. Oh, that's a good one too, to be fair. Like I like the Harry Potter series, but the but him being in the fourth one and he's kind of a major character, like every time he's on I was like oh. He's gonna be the Batman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious I've never actually seen him act in anything. Like I've never actually seen a movie with him in it. I I, I think it so has I kind a of lot have fresh to do. eyes. Well, it's, it might have a lot to do with the fact that like I, our friend Aubrey, raved about uh, Twilight. Aubrey was a Twilight. He was like, "Dude, you should check this out." And I tried it twice, and I couldn't get through half the movie. Aubrey, uh, yeah, I remember you specifically texting me about how they twinkle in the sunlight or something. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's, uh, that's I remember awesome. my sister was obsessed with it too. And I remember my mum specifically because it was like the last one was like three hours or something like the last one. Of and there's apparently movies. a great fight scene in it, but I can't care it's enough so, to do it. Lord of the Rings it. had a great fight scene. That movie was, those movies were boring. Uh, see, that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do. She pre-planned her trip to go with Ash because Ash wasn't old enough to go on her own. She was still like 13, 14. And she wanted to go to a cinema that mom would drive her to as opposed to like going on her own. And actually, and she didn't want to go on her own because it was like a midnight thing. So like, mom was like, there's no way you're going to a movie theater at midnight with a mate. Like at 13. Right. No. So mom planned it that she uh, she brought in a hot water bowl <laughs> underneath her uh, like a coat. And she brought in a pillow in her bag. And she also brought in uh, like food. So she would eat the food and then fell asleep. And was asleep at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning, slept through the entire movie in one of those seats, like the movie theater seats that are like super comfy. Fell asleep. Ash woke her up. She drove her home. <laughs> she didn't watch a single minute of this movie. <laughs> I, I dragged my dad out to a movie that I was really excited for. We went to the theater to go watch it, and he fell asleep almost immediately. And it was, dude, where's my car? <laughs> 
What a movie, though. I like well, how you were just like stupid. Oh, I thought it was gonna be so funny, man. Like I just, I was set on it. I don't remember. There the only thing, the only thing I remember about that entire movie was at the end when randomly this lady grows to like a Godzilla-sized lady and is walking the over. Alien lady. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. walks over some guys, and the guys look up her skirt. It's like the only thing I remember about the movie. That's I don't remember that, but I remember. Don't remember that. And then, and then that was my favorite. That's the one I remember too. That was excellent. That was it. Was out in two thousand, and I didn't watch it until it came out on my TV. I dragged about two thousand to watch it in theaters. I, I watched it when it got to TV, so I must have been like thirteen, like two thousand three, <laughs> and I thought, still thought it. Was no funny. wonder, no wonder y'all think we're fucking idiots over here. That was like the. There's a top comedy right there. Yeah. I still thought it was funny as shit when I watched it. I was, that's why you've adopted it. I don't think I've ever rewatched it. Uh, we'll do it for the show. Since, oh, I, do we have to? <laughs> yes. We'll do a full <laughs> review. Bet you it doesn't age well. It was like American Pie. American Pie. Was I mean, the end like, then oh, doesn't even... American Pie. American Pie. Uh, was top notch. American Pie tricked me into thinking that's what American High School was like. And I thought we were being well shortchanged. <laughs> Until I realized what it was really like, and it fucking went American. You mean just fun. like a hot, like just hots everywhere yes. in high school? Just Elizabeth, Elizabeth was it Elizabeth Dallas. Banks? Is that the name of the? No, it was Elizabeth Banks. Who was the? Who was Which the main one? girl that was topless in the first one? Oh, the foreign exchange well, student. Um, the sh- foreign girl Shannon Elizabeth. Is it Shannon Elizabeth? The foreign exchange student? Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't know why I remember. Shannon Elizabeth. Was, she, she was, was naughty at one She point. might have yeah, 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 she might have been the first time that like I started thinking about stuff, like in that aspect. Because I just I was late to that show, I didn't really have any interest in anything. I was very, I guess, asexual about stuff. And then I saw her and I was like, cool, something awoke in me. Like she's <laughs> super fucking hot. When did American Pie come out? Uh ninety How was it? Ninety eight, ninety nine? American Pie. Came out in 1999. Yeah, I didn't watch that until a bit later American on. American Pie. I, I actually, to, what what month did it come out? And then uh, had it been a summer movie, right? You've got to imagine. Uh, yeah, July 9th. Um, like I would have been shocked if I said anything outside of the first like, yeah, middle. Yeah, period. you you would have thought like something somewhere between like May to yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I remember. I didn't watch that or American Pie 2 until about... And I love American Pie 2. It was great. Um, I didn't watch those until, until like 2001 or 2. It might have been 2 or 3 for me um, when I first saw it. And I remember I uh, ordered them on DirecTV <laughs> and I, and I uh, recorded them onto tapes so I didn't have to... And so I would have them. Um, Jerk material. It's not not American, long enough. American Pie to the the lesbo scene he defo did. I don't no. remember the lesbo scene. You don't remember that scene? No. God fucking damn it! I'll never forget that scene as long as I live because I was watching <laughs> it. I was watching it downstairs, watching the show. I was like thirteen, and like my mum had watched a bit of American Pie one as she was like walking through, and she was like, "This is stupid. You're an idiot." <laughs> like so I watched them back to back, and she walked in bang in the middle of that scene, and like. The cringe factor was just oh yeah unbelievable. That's unfortunate. She she just looked at me and was like really <laughs> and walked off. <laughs> yeah, As, and you can't chase after her because then you're giving away the whole the whole, <laughs> the whole game's going, going on. on. Oh, God, two when Jason Biggs is out on the roof 
and he tried to use he, he was trying to use a lube, but he instead he went with glue. It, it was glue, and he got himself <laughs> stuck to himself. Y'all yeah, remember that movie way better than I do. So for me to answer the question I asked in the first place, I duel duel up with uh, Kyle in Kristen Stewart is the yeah. one who will turn off a movie for me. Just her face, her facial expression thing that she does with like that slightly open mouth is just enough for me to just be like I. I either need to punch you in it or leave. <laughs> she drives me insane. Yeah, she's got a weird, very angular jaw. What's your next question? Well, she also just seems like she's disinterested half the time. So yeah, she just looks bored, like bored or sad. She's like, she's like, uh, she's like what the um, what the right wing want Brie Larson to be, <laughs> but she ain't. <laughs> um, next question: Have you ever had a we need to leave right fucking now rush? adrenaline rush in any situation and if yes what was it oh it's gonna take a little bit for me to think about okay no that's so like out of fear i'm assuming here fear knowing something's going to go down not even necessarily fear like if you if you know there's a couple of times like at school right and you know there's going to be a big fight and you can feel it brewing at school and, but you don't get the, I need to get the fuck out of here thing. It's just that, like, feeling you get of, like, you can feel the social atmosphere, tension stuff. Except I go to it because it's fun to watch a fight. It's the opposite. Uh, I got thrown into one on 9-11 by accident by my dad, kind of. Like, he pulled me out of school that day. And I didn't know, what, they hadn't really told us what had gone on. I'd only heard from a friend of mine who came in late that day. He's like, yeah, so a plane hit. And we joked about it because it sounded like it was just like a drunk pilot in a small plane that hit a tower. And my dad pulls out. I was like, Dad, what's up? And he's like, son, we're going to war. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And, like, and like, I'm just, and like, I was just like, what is going on? I just had no idea. That's probably the closest thing. I can't. You never had any situations where like you've been with Sarah or like mooching around or like fucking about. And you're just like, or like when you were going down to Mexico or whatever, you're just like, something's off. We need to bail. In Mexico... Not necessarily in Mexico, just... I no, no, mean, but that's... I know you've been a fair few places. So. Yeah. Mexico would be... If there was a place in Mexico, it was probably when we stopped for gas. Because it was a nine-hour or ten-hour trip from the border down to the town we lived in. And we drove from midnight, is when it crossed into Mexico... Through to like 10 a.m. Right. So it's pitch black the entire time. And I wasn't ever really scared until we stopped for gas. And they told me ahead of time, uh, piss in a cup, don't get out of your car. Like, we'll, we'll pump your gas for you. We'll get everything handled. And that was, and I think the only reason it even felt like that is because I had a dog in the car. And I was just me in London. And the dog, London was really cool, but hated people coming to the car. So it was great because a lot of Mexicans think dogs are dirty, so they wouldn't fuck with us if we were at like a checkpoint. Right. Someone walked up and they hear the dog barking, they just like wave you through. But when they were getting like a couple of gas, like London freaking out and it kind of being so quiet elsewhere, it, it was eerie. But I don't know. I, I really don't think I'm a pretty level-headed guy when it comes to that shit. But I've also been lucky enough to not really be in a situation where I felt like my life was threatened. 
How about that time I punched a hole in the wall in Rick's Steakhouse in McKinney, Texas? Remember that? I, I didn't feel like we needed to get out of there. We place. ran, though, because of damaged property. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, Jesus. I've told oh. my Budapest story on here, right? Because yeah. that's one of my only two. Yeah, the one where uh, it was like a weird sex room. and yeah. yeah. So that was one of my two, and the other one was, yeah. So that, that was my main one. Do you still need thinking time? I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of falling into the same... Um, the same, like, category as Marty a little bit, where I don't think I've ever been in a situation like There's been times where, like... Good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been times where I've kind of looked around and I've been like, yeah, something does feel off. Both of those were probably in Richmond, leaving Shaco Bottom. You were with me when we went to UVA to the frat party, weren't you? Um, I might have been by myself. That's when I was dating that Lindsay girl that went to UVA. I don't. They invited me to a party with them. She was in a sorority, or rushing for a sorority, and I was the only guy in that whole room, in the whole uh, building that wasn't part of the frat. And it was awkward as fuck. And then I had a dude come up tell me to, like to get the fuck out. And I like I was drunk, so I'm sure I said some stupid shit to mouth off. And it was more like a fuck these guys left, but like I also knew there's probably a pretty good chance I was gonna get my ass whipped. I wasn't panicked because I was again drunk. <laughs> like, right. It, and it, and yeah. we were probably welcome to fight. It dulls that quite well. Yeah. And that's like leaving Chaco Bottom, there's always weird shit going on down there. Where like all the all the music clubs were. Yeah, Chaco Bottom was sketchy. Yeah. Uh what about the time we were in Kevin's older brother's Jeep driving through the worst part of Richmond. Oh, that and, felt awkward. And we had the, the top down, and we were the only white people, like, within seeing distance, and he was playing, like, fucking Kanye or something like that. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't, it, it's not like just the top was down. It was, like, one of those Jeeps where, like... Doors are off. Doors oh, are off. The, yeah, like, the smaller... We look like the hands. four biggest douchebag bros on the face of the earth driving through the... Worst part of Richmond, blaring music, and we're like at stoplights, and I was like, "Oh my god, we need." To. Yeah, it was. That was there we go. That's yeah, probably. That, that, that might have been. I, I totally forgot we that were, moment until we stumbled into. We were, uh, yeah. I mean, we were beacons of of idiocy. Right there. <laughs> yeah, right. we were done. We were really done. Well, I'm glad that you got out. That's what was your other? Well, nothing was ever going to happen. I don't think, but we were we were asking for it. It just seemed like right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had that's just as, that's just as dangerous. Yeah, like when you feel like you're asking for it, it's is scary. The only one I had extra was uh, when I lived in halls at uni. So I, when you live in the halls, there's like a whole bunch of student dorms, and we had our own complex. And you had like the like a 24 hour store at the end of the complex, so you okay. could go buy like food, drink, washing up stuff. Like if you needed to like wash your clothes or whatever, like just like this like give you everything store, and above it was a bar. And it was uh, it was just a student bar for the people in the complex. And six months into me living there, they started renting it out for functions. And then about three months after that, they just started letting anyone in because they opened up like a, a door on the other side of it, and you could only leave on the student side with a card, like like where we work, like you know the security yeah. cards in and out. And on the other side, it was just free open, like do what you want to do. So we we're in a and it was a quiz night, student quiz night, and we always went. And there was a bunch of people we'd not seen before, older people, and they were having like banter between the questions, and it got like less funny every time. And uh, there was a bunch of people just like coming in and out constantly. 
and we all figured like they were probably dealing like they were just like distri- distributing yeah and it just but as it went on it felt weirder and weirder and one time this dude comes in and he just looks like a normal dude but like it almost went you know when you hear like the story of like all the birds going quiet outside yes like it felt like that in human form but like no one actually went quiet or like where the air gets like, sucked out of the room like yeah or like you ever had a bit where like you feel like you hear something really weird and you feel like your ears are actually like twitching towards it that's how it felt to me and I looked at my mate and I was like do you, do you want to just fuck off and go play Pez and he was like yeah and he was a much bigger lad than I'll ever be <laughs> he was a big guy and uh, he was like yeah like fucking shit in here anyway like pure like in between it's shit in here anyway <laughs> and we bailed and the next night funnily enough it wasn't that night thank god but the next night, uh, there was a mass stabbing in the bar. And I would put money on one of those lads being the one that did it. That's... I don't know who it was. I saw the picture of the person who did the stabbing, and I wouldn't have been able to match him up to the person the night before because we'd had a drink and we just, whatever. But the night after, and then they closed down the bar, and that was it. And that was like the one that next day we were like, <laughs> like. That's always surreal when shit happens. Like, well after, not well after, but like within the 24 hours you left yeah. the place. Because like we saw, I had um, I had three people I knew out of four that died in a big homicide in McKinney. And it was like a real fucked up long story, but two of them were the high schoolers that I played football with. And I saw them at CeCe's Pizza two hours before they then got shot executioner style. And that shit was always surreal to me. It was just like, like you didn't, I didn't have any power. But, like, to think that I could have gone and hung out with them, or they could have come and hung out with me, and they'd still, you know what I mean? Like, that weird, yeah. that weird yeah. bit. But I'm just like, oh, yeah, just the second like the, guessing. The same, the same way when, like, you, you go late to work, and you're 15 minutes late, and you're like, fuck. And you see an accident that happened definitely 15 minutes before you got there, and you're yeah. like, I might have been in that fucking accident. Yeah, and, yeah, like, and just, yeah. like, the... But, I mean, that was it. Like, the guy who did the stabbing stabbed one of the bar people, stabbed, like, two people at the bar, like, slashed them. Like that, like that was the same thing as we were thinking. Like if we'd have gone the next night instead, like could have right. been one of us slash. Like, and I'm sure they got a fucking horrible fucking scar from that. They're yeah. like worse. I do have one more now that I come to think of it. Um, the time I took the bus up to New York when I was at Virginia, Virginia Tech, and I had the six hour layover in DC. Buses, dude. Well, <laughs> I mean, the Greyhound bus station is usually not the most uh savory <laughs> yeah savory I'm place. a big fan of public transportation within sure. the city mm-hmm. but like for long distance yeah. trips, fuck it man well, I did not want to get on the ground well and I had a, a six bus, hour sure. and I had a six hour layover in DC from 10, in, 10 at night to 4 in the morning <laughs> there was a guy in the food court who was yelling at himself which is disconcerting you know he was having a full conversation, just yelling. Uh, there, there was the, the there was the guy who was who was trying to who was picking up a phone that wasn't ringing, like a payphone, and looking at me and telling me, "Hey, it's for you." I was like, "No," and I'm 18. We're you know, looking at Kyle here yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Seriously? I'm, I'm 18. I, I, I legit like I, I stopped sitting in like the the seats and sat by like the ticket counter. <laughs> just because like there, cause, like, excuse there, me sir there, there, there was a guard on duty but the guard was just sitting in in, in uh, his office that was like in a corner yeah. like and I was like there's he was the one on the phone yeah no there was clearly a lot of sounds like he was watching Epstein yeah <laughs> there's was, there was, there was clearly a lot of 
weird shit going on in there. And I was like, it was just uncomfortable. As I was like, four o'clock can't get here fast enough. Yeah. Like, and they, and they tell you, like, they tell you, like, if you go into the bathroom, somebody might come up behind you with a knife and try to take your money. So I'm like, I'm sitting there for like six hours. Like, I got pissed, but I do not want to go in the bathroom. Uh, there was one that I'll share for my wife real quick. And it was when she, um, when she went to Mexico and stayed at a resort, her and her friend, they were doing like, it was, I think Sarah's, it had to be the first year that our, our kid was born because it was like a Mother's Day thing because they decided to go. And the resort was walled off on the beach. Or not walled off, but marked off on the beach. And they were walking up and down the beach. And they crossed over that line into unresort territory. No, non-resort, yeah. Non-resort territory. And all of a sudden, there was this guy that was dressed as like someone that worked at the resort that wanted to uh, talk to him and talk to him about like some event. And this is like 11 at night. Like, it's way late. And was like being like pestering them and like like kind of like being in a weird position, like stopping them in front instead of trying to walk alongside or anything like that. And they were just like, fuck. They just like turned around and hauled ass back to the resort. And I wish, I kind of hope that that guy actually worked for the resort and was just trying to help him out or something. But like he was yeah, speaking for him. Because that's always super, super and Didn't scary. he like stop at like the, the, the line? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 When he didn't, he didn't follow over that line. He didn't come into the territory. The so he clearly wasn't. Yeah, it's that's just. Yeah. What if that's how they do it? That they're just like, cool. We gotta, we gotta protect these these women. Protect the so let's pretend to be. Yeah, let's just scare them back into the resort. Yeah, I've got two more, but I'm gonna only ask one because I think this is gonna go on a long time. And okay. It's by far the better one of the two. One's cliche and shit. This one's fun. So it's also a cliche, but I like it. You can have a dinner party. You're having a dinner party tomorrow, Saturday. Not tomorrow. You can't stay up late, Saturday. Right. You have a dinner party. We you all have, stay up late tomorrow. You can have four guests. We do stay up really late tomorrow, actually, don't we? Yeah. Um, but God, it was Thursday. Four, din- four guests. You can pick anyone you want. The categories are this. One dead. One alive. One animal that can now talk. And one fictional character. Who do you got? Uh, so and if you want to talk about the wrestling now and then go back to this as the final while people think we could do that too I might just freestyle here so we have dead one dead one alive one fictional character one animal that can now talk yes does it have to be, does it have to be a specific animal like could it be my dog or does it, it need to be, be like dog. okay it could be your dog it doesn't need to be like be... Uh, like the monkey that Michael Jackson had or something like that yeah <laughs> or <laughs> Or Coco, it could be Coco. <laughs> the gorilla. Like yeah, you could have Harambe on there if you want. Oh. <sighs> Dead alive, this is a dinner party, so I'm only going to be able to talk to him for like an hour or so. Uh, I don't know, yeah. that's a bit of a short dinner party, isn't it? I guess it depends if the food's already at the table, like the yeah, table for three box. situation. No, you've got like, no, this is like a proper dinner party. Like they come in, they're introduced oh, okay. to the home, they sit, they mingle, they have a it's like the, it's, it's like the one that Trump threw for uh, Clemson last year. <laughs> With <laughs> McDonald's and everything else. Yeah, everywhere. And then you have like your dinner, and then you have your dessert, and then you have like a couple of drinks after, whether it's like coffee or beer or whatever. You have a couple of drinks, shoot shit. And then like they'll, like, they'll arrive at like six, they'll go home at like one, two o'clock in the morning. Unless they want to stay over. Hey. Ooh. Yeah, I'm... I know what he's thinking about Coco for. 
Well, I could, I could, I was figuring I could do Coco and Robin Williams and they could reunite and have a beautiful, That's like do something not time. self-serving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're much more of a matchmaker than anything. It's just all you're trying to do. Uh, I'll do... Animals the only one I get hung up on. For... For dead, I'll go... I'm just gonna go proper football nerd with it. Mate, do you do you? It's your dinner party. Dead Tom Landry. Although if he's a big football player, you're probably gonna have to get a beat at dinner. Football coach. Uh, Tom, Tom Landry is my dead. Mike Leach is my alive. Coach from Coach is my fictional character. And the animal that can talk now. Airplane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The <laughs> footballer, but, uh, keep the pure theme. They're, um, <laughs> no, I just throw a wrench in it, and they just hate on the dog. Uh, I animal uh, Harambe just for for kicks. The bats. Yeah. No, I feel like he was pretty dull though prior to the execution. I mean, he's not going to bring much. To the, any animal that can start talking is not going to bring anything to anything. So, like, oh, that's where you're wrong. Let you him know. just. You want to get your ass whipped by a talking dog? Feel free. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. My animal is going to be my talking dog. I want Fitz to be there. I want to hear what that clown has to say. He can also kick, <laughs> <laughs> He'll also kick everybody out when I'm done with him because he hates everybody. Um, so you have for you to be Casey, your other dogs, so that they can understand. You can ask them, why are you shitting... And peeing every chance you get. Why did you eat those airheads? Why did you eat the airheads, Casey? You know, yeah. You're gonna switch it up. I'm gonna switch that up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring Casey because I need to. I got some questions. I need to ask. I need answers. Stat. Um, dead. Uh, this is gonna be a hodgepodge. Uh, give me Alexander the Great. I like that. Yeah, I. I want to know how he did it. Just, just. <laughs> I want to pick his brain a little bit. God, I hate that phrase. That should be that should be. Uh, if we do ever do a show of things that need to go in like the box one hundred and one of like just disappears forever, that phrase is it. That, pick that pick brain. your brain after he asks a cliche question. Yeah, upset about another cliche. Mate, I introduced fictional animal, talking animal. Like, what more can you want? Wish you hadn't. I wish I had. I'm glad <laughs> I had. Don't need to wish. It's a reality. No take backs. <laughs> um, no backsies. <laughs> Alive? Damn, this is tough. I like to change my dead to Crispin Wall. I'm on Crispin Wall. <laughs> you got some questions you need yeah, to answer. I have some questions too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the animals would be the dogs in the enclosed pool area. <laughs> they could finally apologize, which everyone's still alive. <laughs> Are any of them still alive? Um, it was a long time ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. Alive would be Chavo Guerrero. Dead would be Crispin Wong. Um, figure it out. So you have Alexander the Great and then your dog Casey. <laughs> Which is ridiculous as it is. <laughs> um, it's a fucking great thing. Alexander the Great was responsible for spreading Christianity, right? No. Was, Which one am I thinking of? There was... Alexander the Great was uh, Macedonia... Like prior to Greece being like 
Who's the guy that was Power. building all the huge churches as he marched east? I thought it was, uh, thought it was Alexander the Great. Keep, I'll, I'll look it up while you do your things. Um, alive. So many uh, give me... Give me Chris Pratt, because I think he'd be just a clown. I think that would be fun. No, you know, let's switch that up. Ryan Reynolds. That's, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, yeah give me Ryan Reynolds. He's he's funny. He could also talk to me about Blake Lively. So. By average, mate. Yeah. Four to five. <laughs> um, then... Uh, fictional character... Give me uh Oh god, I'm spacing right now. Um I'll have to think about fictional character for a second. No, you're good. Ah, uh, okay. So my animal would be uh the li- Laika, Laika. The dog that went to space. Okay. Could you imagine the banner from that dog? Okay. Like, it's done more cool shit than we'll ever do. And it's a dog. I think it'd be hilarious. I don't think it's a bad choice, though. And imagine if it came back and said it was flat. Would you believe it, though? It's a dog. Exactly. It could just be bannering. Or it could just be stupid. Or it could be real. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You never know. You just never know. Keep on going. Uh, my real life, alive person um, would be Quentin Tarantino because I think he's a fucking nutcase. And <laughs> just the beginning of those two being in a room together as a talking dog that went to space and Quentin Tarantino uh, would be brilliant for one. I know who my fictional character is. Do it. It's going to be Lord Buckethead. No, but he's a real person. <laughs> he's real, but not really. <laughs> it's somebody that dresses up. I want actual Lord Buckethead. Assuming <laughs> Lord Buckethead exists, I want him. I want him. I want his manifesto. I want him and Alexander the Great to get together, and me and Ryan Reynolds sit there and just pick it, pick it apart, see what's going on, and then Casey just answering my question. I've got questions. You have a list. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Maybe Lord Buckethead can indoctrinate Casey. Teacher had a pee in a bucket. <laughs> so stupid. That is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it really is. Uh, my dead. I I was thinking of one, and then I went to the opposite. Actually, I was thinking of Julius Caesar. I thought, nah, I'll have Cleopatra instead. Yeah, okay. Because she was on the other side of it. And I find Egypt more interesting anyway. Fair enough. So I think it'd be good, good bounce. Plus, Quentin Tarantino, a talking dog that went to space, and Cleopatra is a... Uh, you think Tarantino just teaches Cleopatra the N-word as soon as he meets her? Or what? <laughs> Before or after he looks at her toes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fictional character is what has me hung up, too. Like, I can't decide. Yeah, there's so it's many difficult because there's like. so many TV characters, right? You could do, like, yeah, a, video a game personal... Too. Or, yeah, so you have, like, cartoons, you have real act, and, like, you could do... Um, 
Who's the 24? What was the guy's name? Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer, if you wanted to, right? See, I was really hung up. I was thinking possibly uh, Garrus from, from Mass Effect. Because yeah. he was like, he was my boy in those games. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I like the, uh, what was the name? The Krogan lad. Which one? The second one. Oh, uh, Grunt? Yeah. He was better. Yeah. I wonder about him at dinner, because I wouldn't be able to afford all the stuff I need to buy. But yeah, Rex may have been better, though, for Banner. Maybe it was Rex that I'm thinking about, actually. He was in the first one, then he took over, like, the, the clan. Popping yeah. the Mass Effect marks right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, think my, I think my fictional character would be... Not someone from South Park? I would guess someone from South Park. Oh, could you imagine having fucking Cartman? No, because he's too much of a cunt. He'd annoy even me. Uh, I think I would have... The cunt ratio on that would be so high with him and Cartman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say... Dude, Randy, then the N-word is prevalent between Tarantino and him, right? I want to say Solid Snake from Metal Gear. But I think I'm going to go, and this is super niche, I'm going to go with Revolver Ocelot, who was also a character in Metal Gear, because he like went to... Sword. Named Revolver Ocelot? Hey, there's yeah, a quarterback uh, named Buckshot, so let's... <laughs> he had more of a... Uh, but that's not his birth name. He had a story similar to, like, what, well, not similar, because he was, he was a dick, but, like seen more shit like Garrus as opposed to like the ones who had only been one or two places so he's he's who I'd pick Kyle do you want to knock out a Survivor Series here yeah let's talk uh, let's do like a quick pick em of because I know we're running a little long right now yeah. but uh, let's go over uh, War Games and Survivor Series this weekend so War Games NXT um, this is kind of weird first of all because you got NXT doing a show and, you know, it's like they're developmental, but now they're not because they're the third brand, because they're on TV. And then they're also all competing the next night. Yeah. They're going to die. Everybody's going to die. But <laughs> That's the truth statement I've ever said. <laughs> um, you're right. Uh, so there's only four announced matches right now for, the, for War Games, which, I mean, that's fine. The War Games matches themselves are going to be really long. Yeah. I mean, how many units is it between entrants? Like, it's already, by default, going to be... And it's just going to be a spot fest, too. Uh, so, we're going to start from the bottom workup. So, we got uh, a triple threat match to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship at Survivor Series. Uh, it's Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane versus Damian Priest. What are we thinking? I think Damian Priest wins. Yeah? Yeah, I think I think he's still undefeated, right? Or did Pete Dunn get a pin on him? Dunn got a win on him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I think Priest is probably it. Yeah, Dunn, they went one for one. Okay. I remember the nut shot, and I can remember if that was like the only time Pete Dunn came close. I'd say uh, Damian Priest. I'm going with Dunn. He can go two nights, like, for sure. Priest can too, but I think you'll probably have Dunn pin Dane. Built-in story going forward where yeah. Priest can be in, involved. I think you'll have I think you'll have Priest maybe even finish off Dane like with like a, like you'll have Dunn do something finish it off blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 and then you'll have Dunn like do something sneaky to get the pin and like again cheat that cheat Priest like cause that'll be the second time he's like sneaked Priest. I'm also gonna go Dunn and I think it's more because is Damian Priest really looked at as a as a face. I don't think anyone knows what he is. No, I think he he's tweener. Just <coughs> yeah, I think he's just uh, like Alistair Black. He's just uh, mystery. Mystery. Yeah, he's David Blaine. Okay, mm-hmm. he is. Uh, 
I'm gonna go Pete Dunn because I think he's more traditionally like cheered for. Of course, Adam Cole is also incredibly cheered for. So yeah. I, it's I think that I, Chicago. I think they're gonna want Dunn Cole. I think that will get the best reaction. Good what it really will do. Um, is that where the Rumble takeover is gonna be? No. Is it, the, this the, is for the number one contender, right? Yeah, number. I thought you meant for the match as done. Call would be the next takeover, though, right? No, it's, they're, it's they're the doing the NXT Championship match at, at uh, Survivor Series. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the yeah. winner of that's what we were saying. Adam Cole's like going to be plugged up. He's just done last night on a Okay, yeah, I thought I thought, I thought y'all were saying he was going to be in Survivor Series because he's going to be part of a team. No, he's defending. He's defending his title. That. <laughs> That's After war games on Saturday, yeah. In fact, everybody in in, in a undisputed era is going to be fighting again on the next night in matches that aren't team yeah. related. Other than yeah, but um, give me done. Then I'm going to switch my answer to done because that, if I would have known, I think they'd want done in that show that spot against yeah. in front of a real crowd or whatever. Yeah, in front of a real hot Chicago crowd. I yeah. think that's probably the best bet. Uh, you got Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. Um, I honestly think they get Balor the win. Yeah. Just because it's his first match back in NXT. Yeah, I think he got it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it finishes. I think you have whoever's with Finn come out. Um, yeah, that's, that's another the introduction thing. to the actual now Balor club. Yeah, that is. I think that's possible. a very good ch- Yeah, I think that it's a schmozzy finish with with a beat down at the end. Yeah. Um, Next uh, next match we're going to go over is the women's uh, War Games match. Only reason we're doing that is because uh, we've already got everybody announced for it. Yes. <laughs> that's the only, that's the only one that we have everybody announced for for any of these big like multi-team matches. Uh, so you got the Team Ripley, which is Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler, Ayo Shirai, Bianca Belair and Kaylee Ray. Do we think that it's still going to be Mia Yim with that ladder shot? Yeah, she was out. Uh, she was out on SmackDown. Um, well, two days later, fighting. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that we actually see Dakota beat the piss out of Kaylee Ray because she's just beat her this week, or even petition late to Shayna to say like, "You should let me in. I beat her this week." And Shayna says something like, like, you've got to prove something or another, and then she beats the fuck out of her backstage. And I think you get Kai in that role. Real, Kai, really, Kai is a... Heel? Is a heel. Yeah. Going, and then going after her friend and Tegan Knox. Yeah. Because you left me behind. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Not only did you leave me behind, but you sold out to work with Rhea, the woman who almost ruined your career. Yeah. That's built in. I know yeah. I've thought too much about this program. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take the face group, though. The faces win. Okay. I'm going to go with... I'm going to say that Shayna wins. Shayna's team. To keep her strong for the next night, too. I agree. That's my thought. Because I don't think she's going to stand much of a chance. But she doesn't have to eat the pin, right? She only has to have someone on her team eat the pin. Yeah, but just being associated with it. I wouldn't be surprised because I don't think she's going to win the next night. I I actually think think that she gets the pin, though. I think that Shayna is the one that wins the match at War Games. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know who she pins, but I think she wins the match yeah. at War Games. Wouldn't be surprised if it's me. Maybe Can- Candice LeRae? Oh, LeRae as well, yeah. Worried for LeRae's health. 
worried for Nox's legs. I'm worried for Nox's legs. I'm worried for all of that help. <laughs> they're going to yeah. sell it, too. You know God, I heard it. an interview, interview with uh, Rhea Ripley this week um, uh, on Corey Graves' podcast. And she's like, it was weird growing up because, like, the thing that, like, made her want to do it was, like, a, just, like, a brutal, like, like weapons match that she saw. And she's like, that's what, like, really made her, like, want to become a wrestler. So she's, like, super in. She's like, and now I get to use weapons, and it's going to be real fun. So, horrifying. <laughs> isn't that horrifying? She's so jacked. Yeah. She is. Like, that match last night against Becky was just... Fun! So great. Like, she's... That match, that match, she's ready for wherever you want to put her. Yeah. Yeah. She's there. And she's um, young, too. She is. Like, 23 or something, right? Like, the, insanely young. The, the women's depth on NXT alone is just insane right now. Yeah. Um, and the last match that's announced is uh, the men's War Games match. You got Undisputed Era, so Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and to be announced, who do we think that's going to be? Did Undisputed Era win last year in War Games? Um, yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah, they, they lost did. the year before then. Let me double check. Because they had three teams the first year. Yeah. And then they had... Because that was when it was Roddy and Authors of Pain yeah. versus the three Undisputed Era versus... Um, DIY in it with... Yeah. With somebody... Dream? No. No. Okay, so I, I'm going to put... Undisputed Era as a loss, then. You say Undisputed Era as a loss? Yeah. I'm... Because I think the surprise mystery partner is going to be Kevin Owens. Really? 2018, which was last year's, was Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War Raiders defeated the Undisputed Era. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Pete Dunne was, like, locked in the... locked into his cage. Yeah. And he got out, finally. Um... Man, I might, I might say they go with Undisputed Era for the win, and I think that the TBA is a uh, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I thought yeah, take yeah. It. I think Vel- Velveteen is so on the nose, like you expect it to be. That's why I said someone Dream. else, just because I think it's. I really think it's probably going to be Dream. I'd like for them to be less predictable if they can about it. But at the same time, he's still going to be so great. I'm fine with it. Yep. And they haven't announced an North American Championship match because he's hurt, blah, 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 blah. Like, well, they're having a, a, but a triple threat match the night, night after. Right. So, But I thought they were going to do that until they said all the Undisputed Era were going to be in there. Which is why I suppose they wrote it off. 2017, the Undisputed Era won. won. Okay. They beat the Authors of Pain. And Roddy. And Roddy. And then Sanity. Oh, Sanity was in it. Okay. Yeah. I never watched that one. This one. Good. Alex Very Wolf fun. got busted open real bad. He had yeah. like the back of his head busted open and bled for days. Because I'm pretty sure the takeover yeah. after that is the one where I started watching like avidly, like never missing anything. Because that was Andrade and Gogana. Because before that, I was like very in and out. I'd like YouTube yeah. a match that someone said you'd have to watch and stuff like that for like a while. Mm. Who, do you, who do you think is going to get the win? And who do you think is going to be the TDA? Do you know what? I think it's going to be the face team. And I'll tell you why when we get to the next bit. Okay. Who's going to be TBA, though? 
Dream. Dream. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on to Survivor Series the very next night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So uh, first thing that we've got uh, Adam Cole defending his title against whoever. Whoever wins the triple threat, threat um, I think we all have Pete Dunne going. I still think Adam Cole gets the win. Yep. Uh, stays in charge. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Cole wins it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that leads off the show, because it will be super fun. Either that, yeah, I think it either leads or is like the match before the main event. Yeah. Just to give Cole as much time. Mm, yeah, possible to re- to recover or let him get out there and get his shit done so he can go the fuck home. Yeah, I like, an ice bath. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one, we got the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the uh, Universal for the Blue Universal title. I forgot that match was even happening. I didn't. I don't think I knew that match was happening. I don't know this card. Yeah, me either. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's why because I haven't watched SmackDown and Raw in so yeah. long. Yeah. Uh, Fiend. Fiend. Yeah, I don't think they take the belt off. Off of him yet? No. That, that would be ridiculous. You'll have a bit of Brian and offense. It's good. Do you know what I reckon it'll be like? It'll be very similar to the Brock match. Yeah, I can see that. Um, very fun little thing that they might be doing with this though is apparently in the promos leading up to it, the Fiend was talking. He was once again saying, you know, the Fiend never, never forgets, and was kind of referencing a couple of years ago when Daniel Bryan was in the was in the Wyatt family oh, for a bit and turned, and, and turned on him. So that's that's some fun long story, long uh, long term storytelling. So I like that uh, if it's actually what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a brand supremacy triple threat match. We have United States Champion AJ Styles versus Intercontinental Champion Nick Shinsuke Nakamura versus North American Champion Roddy Strong. God, it's gonna be a good match. I think AJ may, might get the win. Okay. Um, as much as I would. Like Roddy to get the win, I think that AJ probably comes up with it. Give me Shinsuke. Okay, that works because I'm going Roddy. <laughs> oh, nice so there you go. We've all picked our sides. <laughs> there you go. Um, let's see. We have a no holds barred WWE Championship match: Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. That's going to be a low-key, real fun match, because Brock versus Small Dude is always good. Especially Ray. Yeah. Who he yeah. has the utmost respect for. Uh, I could see... No, Brock's keeping it. I think Brock wins. Yeah, I think yeah, Brock, Brock wins. wins, but it's going to be a fun match. Dominic turns on his father. <laughs> God, I for always would putting him die in for that. For always putting him in danger. Yep. Eddie, Eddie Guerrero... Yeah, first Eddie, now Brock. Didn't know who his father was for a second. Weird twist. He comes out. He's now managing Samoa Joe because they look the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ridiculous. Uh, We've got another brand supremacy triple threat. Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. I think they put Shayna over. Really? Yeah, over Bailey. And that would mesh with, do you think that the face team wins night before? See, I think they might put Becky over, but Becky beating Bailey. That's my guess. They're, which means Bailey's going to win. Probably. They'll do Bailey over Becky, and it'd like be a proper fuckery. Yeah, <laughs> Becky with the Karen haircut. Um, you have another, this is the, the last of the 
title versus title versus title matches. So we have the Raw Tag Champions, the Viking Raiders, versus the SmackDown Champions, the New Day, versus the NXT Champions, the Undisputed Era. That's going to be a blast of a match. Um, like the different styles of all three of them? Do we know which... We don't really know which New Day team we're getting, though. Yeah, Woods, yeah, yeah, Woods is hurt. He's oh, just out like a year. Oh, yeah. about. So, yeah, we know. So, Kofi and Biggie. Kofi and Biggie. Which is the only one really. like Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I, think the, I think the Undisputed Era wins it. Me too. And that completes my Undisputed Era sweep for the main show. Uh, I think Viking Raiders. That's another good shout right there. Yeah. I don't think that there's any chance that the New Day wins. They need it the least. Yeah. But that's why I think Undisputed Era lose... Takeover because I think that them in their individual goes in Survivor Series go over right, and I think they win every match. Take them out of a cage and they're winning their matches. And I think it would just be so great to have that show as like they're still the best group. Yep. In the entire organization, that's why you give Shayna the loss and you give like all the other NXT teams are beaten to just have the. Well, I mean, we still have two more matches. We have the traditional Survivor Series matches. Which do we have teams for? We do. Oh, just we not, do? Just not for NXT for either. Okay. So, uh, for Team Raw... Oh, there's three teams for Survivor Series match? Yeah, it's going to be yeah. two 15-man 15 15 matches. Five on five on five. Is it going to be three on three at the moment, though? Or are they going to make that weird tag thing that they do some matches? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it's going to be clusterfuck. God, I hope they do Tornado. Just laugh. <laughs> it's like a battle royale. Just do a 15 man battle royale. Yeah. At that point. But it's also, you know. It's God, like, how unsatisfying, though. Yeah, that'd be super unsatisfying. Uh, because it's it's also, you know. Um, Miniature half rumbles. <laughs> no full rumble, and just put women and the men together. Just put them all in there. Well, and it's also one of those things that it's like, you know, it's elimination, so. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get oh. Everybody. Yeah, you know what's going to be fun, though? It's going to be like the three-way roundabout when everybody's sitting their finishers. And I watch oh, yeah. people being pinned over and over. Yeah. It's going to be super fun. So the women's match. Team Raw is Charlotte, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan uh, versus SmackDown team of Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross versus an unannounced NXT team. That's you remember when Liv Morgan was going to come back real? Yeah. I do remember, remember that. that. Uh, give me Team SmackDown for the spoiler. Um, team SmackDown is the worst women's team I've seen. Lacey well, Evans is going to be the final, the final person in. Well, I don't know who's going to even go. Also, also retroactively, I'd like to add Lacey Evans into my top five that we talked about yesterday. <laughs> I totally forgot about her until just now. All right. Um, um, I'm going Team Raw. Like, team Raw is pretty stacked. Uh, SmackDown is just looks like it's meant to be jobbed out. Dana Brooke. You said it was Dana, Carmella, Lacey, Nikki Cross, who came off great last night, and uh, Sasha. Like, even Sasha. It's um, just like a good job of these days. Who do you think they're going to put in the five for the women for NXT? Because they're all going to be dead after the night before. Well, you've got a bunch you can put in that aren't quite Dakota dead. Dakota Kai. In that. If, yeah, if she doesn't show up for the match. You could do Dakota. Dakota. You could have Aaliyah. You could have... Uh, Marina Shafir or Justin Dude. Yeah. You have both the UFC girls if you want. Uh, uh, What's her face? Tenara Conti. Tenara, yeah. I don't think they do that though. They're going to put some of these people from the night before in that team. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Rio. Maybe they do the winning team plus one. Maybe. Maybe that's when the face team wins. And they they add in Dakota Kai. 
Or they do the face mm. team. And then Dakota so Kai turns on him. Maybe. Um, I'm, I'm convinced there's a Kai turn coming. Because you're so on it. Uh, and then the men's teams. Uh, we got Team Ross, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. Fucking strong team. Um, team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G. That's a fucking strong team. Uh, I refuse to back that team because Shorty fucking G is on it. And then an You're not a fan of Chad Gable? Not a fan of Shorty I, mean, I love Chad Gable. I Shorty G like coming out of the weird G. basketball he, uniform is ridiculous. I didn't know it was coming out of that uniform, yeah. but it is apparently a gimmick that he loves. Does he? Like, it was his idea. Weird. <laughs> um... Oh, yes. Well, I don't know. It says five-on-five-on-five triple threat elimination match, so it might be three people in the ring at all times. Question. Is EO in a team? Yes. She's in Shayna Baszler's team. Yeah, cool shit. Never mind. Um, And then we have an unannounced NXT team, uh, which... You could use any number. Riddle is probably going to be Riddle, Keith Lee... Uh, How long have you got Kyle out for? No chance of him. I don't, think he, I don't think he's coming out. I think that he's got like a neck injury, and that's why he. Uh, and I can see what's his face though. Uh, the time splitter that I forget his name every time. Swerve. Um, no, no, no. Ooh, Swerve's actually not a bad call. But I mean the uh, Leo Rush, the Japanese guy that is. Um, oh, uh, Kushida. Yeah, Kushida. Kushida could be in yeah. there. You know who else could show up? Walter. Or Dream, or Woo, you could do a What was NXT UK, though? Like, I feel like that Billy would be Ray's like, already in it. For the night before. Yeah, but she's games. in an NXT takeover show. She's not but also Team Walter. NXT. Yeah, but Walter's also been interrupting. Yeah, but she's not Team NXT. She's so NXT UK. Well, we don't know. Well, unless you do just go fuck it and just have the fucking Imperium and A&R like, run the fucking gauntlet as the men. You could do team. Imperium and then, like, throw in one more... European guy off the top of your head. Andrews. Maybe if Pete Dunne doesn't win the triple threat and he's left over. No, Pete Dunne wouldn't do that shit. Tyler Bate. Tyler you could Bate. Be oh, no. Bate fucking hates the Imperium. He's been feuding, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been feuding with him for months. <laughs> Never mind. That Wolfgang Spare from NXT UK. I mean, you could even just have like fucking Leo Rush or yeah. like Gulak or someone. Cesaro. Switch brain splits. He'd fit an Imperium perfect. Well, I was thinking about that. Like, what if they, uh, what if they did a brand split on the night and have someone like Ember go back to NXT? Yeah, team NXT. That's what I was thinking would be fun for the. NXT she's out. Women. She's she's hurt. She oh, was on, she? she was on. Uh, she was on backstage this past oh, week. She's yeah. got a. Uh, she's got like a torn um, ACL or Achilles. Achilles, yeah. Like she ripped it off the bone and it popped or something. She yeah, said. it was oh, like same as Xavier then. Yeah, she's. she's what, not, what were they doing together? Oh, uh, <laughs> no, if it's not based on that prior video footage, might we all know? <laughs> um, but I also see that one possibly going to NXT for the win with Kevin Owens betraying his team. That's. I think that's the only way NXT win that. I think if Kevin Owens stays loyal. They don't. But uh, I think if Kevin Owens turns, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. And I could totally see a team with like Riddle and Dream. And Lee and uh, fuck, there's so many yeah, people. There's, that, there's there's a yeah. ton of there's. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's just not as much as they got over for me. Forgotten Sons just does not need to be any of that. God, um, I don't care how well they do. It just there's just nothing there for me at all. I mean, I like yeah. yeah they were sorry. they were great this this week because they I felt, felt nothing though. 
like at the end. Yeah, oh, it was the like, least attended match by me mentally, yes. like out of all of them. Mm-hmm. It was also really near the end of AEW too, which yeah, it was like a weird like uh, 9:30 to yeah, yeah. Which I was then had the audio on for Jericho's promo and bits and pieces like that. So all right, all right, yeah, should be a fun weekend. Any final words? Luis Ortiz is going to bang out Deontay Wilder in the fourth round. Ooh, fourth round. That's never going to happen, but I fucking love it. Do you like you want to put your prediction on fourth round? Uh, no, Deontay Wilder wins in seven. That's my actual, that's my actual guess. I'll say eight. Okay. <laughs> First round knockout. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this for free. None of us are watching it because even if we pulled it together, it's 25 each. Yeah, yeah that's how outrageous pay-per-views are. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. Uh, You'll hear from us soon. Bye. Peace.